Father, we thank you again for the privilege to share your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, giving us light, even in the things that we do not know. And even in the things we know, we ask that you will admonish us today. That you will guide us. You said when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide us into all truth. And so we, 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 we depend on him to guide us today. Speak to us and make things clear to us. We receive revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened so that we can know. We, we, we can know those things that are freely given to us. Thank you for the things we already heard. And thank you for what you will yet add. We give you praise and honor. Blessed be your name. Take the glory in this place. Have your way, Lord. We are nothing in ourselves. We are what we are because of the grace of God. And so we thank you for your grace. Blessed be God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Um, today I'll, I'll try my best to just teach. And um, if I can't, I'll do, I'll do my best. <laughs> Yesterday, I think I was all over everywhere. Just trying to establish certain things. Praise the Lord. All right. So we are talking about the voice of God. And uh, thank you, Pastor, for that um, word of knowledge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, the revelation of God's word. Uh, when you stay with people who are walking in the will of God, it's very easy to know. It's very easy to, to know that these people are people who esteem the will of God more than anything else. And that's how we believers are supposed to walk. More than anything else. Um, you, don't go, you don't go places um, except you are in the will of God. Except you are in the will of God. Praise the Lord. Uh, I think my best subject is the will of God. If you leave me, I dwell with the will of God here. Praise the Lord. But the voice of God, the will of God, they are all the same. <laughs> you can't talk about the will of God and not talk about his voice. All right, because the way to know the will of God is that he has spoken to you or he has revealed it to you. If it's not revealed to you, you will never know it. Praise God. But the will of God is not far-fetched. It's, it's very simple to discover. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Well, verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know. That word prove simply means to know what is that good uh, and acceptable, uh, the perfect will of God, the perfect will of God. Now, in that scripture, we could actually read it and understand it two ways. One, you can either understand it as, um, you know, um, which means if your mind is renewed, you get to know what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. That is one side of understanding. That's one school of thought. But the other is that. Um, that scripture is simply saying there are three wills. You have the good will. You have the acceptable will. Or you know permissive will. And then you have the perfect will. The good will refers to all that God wants to accomplish in his children. Every, every child of God should prosper. That is definitely the will of God for everyone. God wants everybody to walk in divine health. So we read it in scripture. The general will of God is revealed as we study the scripture. Praise the Lord. 
But you also find that it talks about the, the acceptable will. That's acceptable permissive, which means it's more like enforcing your will on God and telling God, this is the way I must have it. And God will allow you to have it your own way. There are people who insisted that they must have it their way. Uh, for example, when you study about um, Israel, um, the Bible says during Samuel, Samuel was the last judge. Uh, but before Samuel, um, uh, while Samuel was alive, the children of Israel began to request and say, well, Samuel, we know if you die today, your children, we can't trust them. All. They are not children we can trust. We don't believe that this, your children will handle, <laughs> you know, the nation of Israel. Well, why? Because the Bible says they were taking bribes. You can study that. It's amazing when you study about certain things. Uh, Moses, uh, Samuel, you know, dwelled in the house of um, Eli, but yet he did not mess up. He was not part of the error of the sons of Eli. You know why? Because of the investment his, I mean, his mother did. Just that three years was good enough to invest something serious in that child. So even though he was in Eli's house, Eli was the father he knew. All right? Mrs. Eli was the mother he knew. Okay? But the Bible says when you take time to study, you'll find out that even though the sons of Eli were corrupt, all right, and they were doing terrible things in the temple, uh, Samuel had a way of not messing up the grace of God that was on him. And you wonder how was he able to do that in that house? Because that's where he grew up. There's no reason why he shouldn't copy his brothers, you know. I mean, Eli's children. But he didn't. Because his mother did a lot in three years. I pray we understand that you, the, the investment you can put into your child, eh? In three years, you cannot tell who. You know, the Bible says when Moses was born, he was a proper child. I asked the Lord, I said, is there a child that is not proper? He said, no, every child is proper. But you see, a child is proper because that child understands destiny and purpose. So if that child is going to be proper, you are not a pro everybody is supposed to be a proper child. But it's not everybody that is proper. The reason why you are not proper or that person is not, or those children are not proper, is because they don't understand purpose and destiny. That's not what was taught them. Praise the Lord. Let me leave that alone. Let me come to my voice today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, today I just want to say one or two things that I believe are very important when it comes to the voice of God. In my study of scripture, I discovered that um, the voice of God actually can, um, uh, can be categorized. Will that be the right word? No. Let me put it this way, that... I discovered that the voice of God has um, three components. Hallelujah. Amen. One, hearing or receiving the voice of God or the mind of God, whatsoever you want to call it. Or the will of God. Praise the Lord. You know, I've left that scripture now. Romans chapter 12. Verse. Uh -huh. Some of you are wondering. Okay, there are three wills. So I'm back to that just to explain it and then I go on. Okay, is that okay? All right, so Samuel, um, you know, was now the prophet and the judge um, in that land, in Israel. And then the children of Israel said, well, we can't trust your children. Therefore, we want you to appoint us a king like other nations. And so Samuel said, no, 
You can't have a king. God is your king. They say, no, we don't want a king. We want a king like other nations. And I discovered this, that every time we walk in the permissive will of God, it's actually us asking God for what we can see in the lives of others. God didn't make two of you. There's only one of you. Even if you came out from the same womb, it's only one of you. You only have one destiny, one purpose, one calling, one assignment upon the surface of the earth. All right? So they say, um, give us a king like other nations. And so um, eventually, uh, God said to Samuel, let them have their way. But tell them this is what the king will do. And so eventually, um, you know, that was told them. They said, no trouble, we still want a king. And so Saul was given to them. But you see, it wasn't that God didn't, I think sometimes we can perceive or we may be asking for the wrong things at the wrong time. God actually was going to give them a king. But according to God's time, you just talked about time now, you will need to back up, then you read the prophecy of um, Jacob. In Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, most especially, um, the Bible says, uh, verse 1 and 2, Jacob had called his sons, 12 of them, and he says, gather yourselves that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. So he was actually going to predict and tell them how their lives was going to be. Not just as individuals, but as a tribe. Because he wasn't just talking about Reuben, you know, and so on. When you study, you read about Reuben. He says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. But unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. And I've had many people say that was a curse. Or that's his father cursing him. No. Go and read. Judah did ter- more terrible things than Reuben. Okay. Go and read about Judah. Then you discover that what Judah did was more terrible because that one dealt with the lives of people. All right? But yet he will bless Judah. All right? If you go to verse 24, you will find out that the Bible says verse 24 quickly. Then I'll come back to verse 10. It says, uh, 49, 24. Okay? Uh, no, that's not the verse I'm looking for. There's a verse I'm looking for. And that's why I always tell people, I like my Bible. <laughs> my Bible has a way of locating what I want. <laughs> because this is my Bible. I'm used to it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you glad you are in this house today? Okay, I think it's... Um, Verse number, where am I now? 49, where's 49? Hallelujah. I'm looking for that verse where it says, and he blessed each of them according to their blessing. I think that is in verse, where is that? Uh, 49. Okay, 28. It's verse 28. It's there. It says, and all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this this is it that their father spake upon them and blessed them, everyone, according to what? So actually, when he spoke to Reuben, it's a blessing. He was only telling Reuben, Reuben, um, if you are unstable as water, you will not excel. It's a prophetic advice. 
an instruction that in case you don't want to, for these things to happen to you, you need to be um, careful with that. Okay, but verse 10 actually is my interest, really. In verse 10, you'll find where he now began to bless Judah, and he said, the scepter, he said many other things, but he said this, he said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, neither the Lord give up it from between his feet until what? Shiloh comes. Shiloh refers to Jesus. It's not a place, it's a person. Now, I, I hope you don't misunderstand me. I say it's not a place, it's a person. Okay, all right. Shiloh is a person. That person is called Christ. Until Shiloh comes. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. All right. Now, but you remember he said, the, the scepter shall not depart. Scepter talks about kingship, rulership. All right. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, neither the Lord give her from between his feet. Which means by this prophetic word, he's simply saying that Judah is supposed to produce the first king of Israel. Which will have been David. At the time the children of Israel were asking for a king, David was not even born. They will have just waited a while. That's why God gave them Saul. But even in giving them Saul, that wasn't God's... That wasn't the will of God for them. They will have just waited a while. Sometimes we're asking God for something that is not time. If you insist, God may allow you to have your way. But you can't hold him responsible. That's the truth. Praise the Lord. So, goodwill, permissive will, but there's also perfect will. Good and perfect are not the same. I prefer the perfect. Because the perfect talks about the original intention or yes. God's original intent for you. And that is what we should pursue. Alright, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said that there are three components, right? When it comes to the voice of God. What are they? One, hearing or receiving. Number two, understanding the meaning of what you have heard or received and that's where a lot of people have challenge and then responding to it these are the three components i've discovered so oftentimes people hear god or people can sense they can pick what god is trying to say or what god is saying let me not use the word try but what god is saying but because they don't have understanding of the meaning of what God is saying, they try to put their own interpretation to it. And I've seen people try to do that and many times they wonder why the word of God does not come to pass. Because you can't put your interpretation to what God is saying. You have to understand it. If you don't understand it, you wait. Praise the Lord. When you study scripture, I think it's in First Kings chapter 3 and around verse 9, I will believe. The Bible says, you know, in Gibeon, uh, God appeared to Abraham. I'm sorry, not Abraham. God appeared, you know, to Solomon. And God said to Solomon, ask me what I will give to you. And then the Bible says, uh, Solomon said, God, you know I'm a child. I don't know how to go out and I don't know how to come in. So he said to, to God, he said, God, give me an understanding heart so that I will be able to judge this thy great people. And the Bible says something very interesting there that and the speech pleased the Lord. Which means if he had asked for something else, God would have just said, you missed that opportunity. Wow. You know, if God should ask us today, ask me one thing that I should give to you. You know, if your mind is not kingdom-minded. If it's not focused on the will of God, you'll be asking for earthly things. 
which is going to perish after today. Lord, if you can just give me plenty money. You just miss God. So in verse 9, you will find um, that he actually asked for an understanding. But um, the Amplified says, God, give me a, a hearing or an understanding mind and a hearing heart. So which means if your heart can pick things, but your mind cannot phantom what you are picking. And, and so there's a dilemma and, and there's um, difficulty by, you know, when it comes to responding to the word of God or the voice of God. So when God speaks to you, you need to be able to understand accurately what God is saying. Because like I said, if you don't understand, you just uh, go ahead and just think, well, I think this is what God is saying. Most especially for those who, have, who God speaks to in dreams. Oftentimes, people will try to interpret dreams according to their environment and based on what they think they know. And that's why I don't like to listen to people who try to interpret dreams when they start saying, I think what God is saying. I think, I think what God is saying. No, it's either you know it or you don't know it. And if you don't know it, shut up and just keep quiet. And say, I don't know it. Praise the Lord. Because understanding is very critical when it comes to working with God. You can't walk with God in ignorance. God is light. And every time you connect with him, you receive light from him. In his light, I said yesterday, we read or quoted that scripture. In his light, we see light. Praise the Lord. All right, so hearing is, um, is important. We hear God. Okay? But we need also to understand the meaning of what we are hearing. Or what we are picking. Praise the Lord. I'm sure some of you have been in a situation where... Um, you know, sometimes I hear people say that I have also been there. You know, you, you, you just know something, um, you sense something, but you cannot lay your finger on it. Now, which means at that time, you're actually picking the voice of God. But you don't have understanding about it. So you can't actually do anything about it. Praise the Lord. Now, that, that's why sometimes you'll find out that you will need to take some time and wait and stay and then just get the understanding because understanding is critical. Because you can't respond to what you don't understand. Alright? In 1 Samuel chapter 3, talking about Samuel, Samuel had the voice of God. He didn't have, under, he didn't have understanding. He had the voice of God calling him, but he didn't know what he was calling him for. So in his mind, he just thought, well, let, he interpreted it based on Eli's voice. It must be Eli calling me. So he ran to Eli. Eli said, hey, guy, go sleep. I'm not the one calling you. So he went back again, and then, you know, he had that same voice say to him, Samuel, Samuel. And then he ran back to Eli. You know, it's interesting to me that uh, Eli, even though at that state, Eli was backslidden or had backslidden from God, but yet you, could, you will also see that he could help that child because he had worked with God. Praise the Lord. That's why... Even if somebody has backslided, as long as God leads you to the person, huh, you just walk with the person. You don't know what God is trying to do. Praise the Lord. There are people who give up on people if they, those people just backslide. No. You just, if God leads you, I said, praise the Lord. But eventually, uh, Eli said to, to him, the next time you hear that voice, just ask him to speak for your servant hear it. And immediately he said that. It looks like God was just waiting for this man to just open up to God. Hallelujah. Sometimes God is actually waiting for you. There's more God wants to say. 
But you can't say until you are where you can pick what he's saying. Because God doesn't waste his words. The most valuable thing to God is his word. The most expensive thing in the world of God is his word. So the way you treat it matters to God. If you don't value it, you can lose it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, so three components. I think I'm sure that is clear to you. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's look read the scripture. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 45. Give me John chapter 6, verse 45, and let's look at it quickly. John chapter 6, verse 45 says, It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Now take note of the word taught of God. To be taught also means to be led of God. Because there's what is known as being spirit-led and being spirit-taught. It's still the same, which means every time you go to scripture and the Holy Spirit begins to open your eyes to the reality, that is also God speaking to you. In fact, if God cannot speak to you from the pages of, of the scriptures, listen to me, forget about God speaking to you any other way because you will not be able to discern it. You just follow. There are people who are given to voices, like I said yesterday, because they don't know the truth of God's word. So the first place to pick the voice of God is for you to study his word. He speaks to you from here. Hallelujah. In John chapter 10 verse 27, I believe it is, he says, my sheep hear my voice. So if you are a sheep, you are supposed to hear the voice of God. Praise the Lord. Back to the scripture I'm reading, please. <laughs> Alright, and they follow me, okay. It says, it is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught of God and every man therefore that had heard and had learned of the Father cometh unto me. Praise the Lord. There are three things there. One, had heard, which means you had his voice. Number two, had learned. To learn here means to understand. And then number three, he says, cometh unto me, which means you now respond. So your response is based on your understanding. If you don't understand, my friends, you will think, well, God, but I'm doing what you told me to do. No, you are not doing what you he told you to do. You are doing what you think he told you to do. And what you think he's told you to do is not it. How many of you know that God is not a mind? God is a spirit. So you can't think through your mind to pick the things of God. Hallelujah. In the first place, God doesn't even speak in English in the reasons of it. He may choose to speak in English. Just like um, you know, uh, Paul said. He said, I had him speak to me in the Hebrew tongue. Okay? In my lifetime, God has only spoken to me in a known language. Maybe two or three times. Thereabout. He has spoken to me in Yoruba once. Okay? In English, maybe two times. But apart from that. See, when God is talking... God has wired us in, in such a way that when he's speaking his language, you are able to connect with the language of God. So your job is you just begin to understand what he's saying. Because the question you want to say, ask is, how do you know when God is speaking to you about somebody? How do you know the person God is speaking to you? God may not call a name. But you see, God has wired your spirit in such a way where you can actually pick these things when God begins to speak. Is the truth. That's the way it works. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm sure you know that God speaks in our spirit. He doesn't speak in our minds. 
or through our minds or speaking to our minds, it speaks in our spirit. God is a spirit, so he relates with you spiritually. His language is spiritual. What does God speak? Spirit. He doesn't speak Yoruba. He can. But he chooses not to. Why? Because you are also a spirit being. And you can understand him. I don't know if I'm communicating. If God speaks in in your own local dialect, he can. But you see, when we receive the mind of God and we begin to bring understanding, we speak it in language that is known to you. I always like to say this, that every time you hear somebody prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord, that is not the Lord, that is the person. That would be confusion for God to be saying, can you imagine I'm talking and say, saith Joseph. No. Now, but why do we do that? We do that just to make you understand that at this time, this is not me talking, this is the Lord speaking. So you find over and over again, the prophets will come and say, thus saith the Lord. All right? Now, that part is just trying to inform the people and make the people understand that, hey, now this is not me, this is God. So you need to know how to receive what I'm saying after this. Do you understand me? Praise the Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. So, um, where are we? (laughs) So, we hear, we understand, and then we respond. Praise the Lord. And then the other thing I want to say, you say, I can't teach you all the voice of God. This meeting is too, I can't tell you everything. I'm just speaking some things. Praise the Lord. Uh, Just to speak to you. And and I pray that understanding will come to you based on some of these things I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, let me also say, it is the right of every believer to hear the voice of God. It's your right. You are born to hear God. I said you are a spirit. You are not a soul. You are not a body. Praise the Lord. We are first a spirit. We are are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Praise the Lord. Why? God is a spirit. So he speaks spiritual language. I think that's what I was saying earlier. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if you you take time to study, you'll find out that it says um, the natural man cannot. Now, the word natural there simply means, yes, somebody who is not born again. But that's the first meaning. But the second understanding is also somebody who is not spiritual. Who is a spiritual man? A spiritual man is not the man who speaks in tongues. That's not a spiritual man. You can speak in tongues and still be in the flesh. What makes you spiritual is that you apply yourself to the teaching of the word of God or to the word of God. That's what makes you spiritual. Which means you, 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 you walk based on the standard of the word. So the standard of the word is your standard. That's what makes you spiritual. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Because in the church in Corinth where Paul was now writing to them, you, I cannot refer to you as spiritual but as unto babes. Now, but that's in the same church, they have fantastic manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. And Paul will say, that doesn't make you spiritual. Because a, a man born again today can prophesy. The day I got filled with the Holy Spirit was the day I, I prophesied. I prophesied virtually to everybody around me. And it was in the crusade ground. Do you understand what I'm saying? But that doesn't make me spiritual. So when you see somebody operating the gifts of the spirit, even though, even though, if you are conversant with spiritual things, you will know when a mature person in the spirit is also operating the gifts of the spirit. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. You know the first time I prophesy in a conference, 
a big conference. Very, I think we were over 5,000 people in that conference. <laughs> 1980, that must be 84, 84 or 85. Ah, we have been on this journey for a while. <laughs> it's not here. <laughs> now, when I say that's not the first time, I'm going to prophesy in a big conference. Now, um, we just finished worship, great time of worship. And um, the leader, the, um, you know, the person anchoring the meeting actually said, well, the, God wants to speak to us now. All right. So, uh, gave the room just like pastor did yesterday. And then uh, where I was, you know, like a dam about to burst. And so I, 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 was, I was trying my best, Lord, not here. <laughs> not here, Lord. <laughs> now, I didn't know when I stood up and my mouth opened and I just started talking. And you know, I was so fast that... I think half of what I said, that congregation didn't hear. Now, the reason is because, permit me, I'm still a babe in these things. I'm not used to it. So, thank God for uh, Reverend George Adigwe will be the one later that will come to me and say, the next time you receive the word, just be, be still. Just, you know, maintain your cool. And then just say it the way you have it. Don't rush over it. Praise the Lord. And um, so, but I stood up in less than, I'm sure in less than five minutes or no, five minutes, to, maybe in less than two minutes, I was through. And immediately I finished, I just ducked myself. So that nobody will look at me and say, ah, this man is a prophet or something. Praise the Lord. But thank God for people who encouraged us. And that's how we grew and grew and grew and we became where we are. Now, I said that just to make you understand that um, even in spiritual gifts, you can actually mature. Yeah. You know, in my early days, when God speaks, uh, sometimes if I, I feel if I don't give the word, um, immediately I will lose it. But you see, as I mature, I have kept a word for over one year, six months, I will see the person, we will joke, and we will go on. Because God didn't want me to say the word to the person. It's not time. You talked about time. Everything is time-bound. Not natural time, but spiritual time. And the person, sometimes God can give you a word, but the person needs to grow and mature. He can't handle the word. Because if you give the word to that person, it will destroy him. So, one year, six months, I kept seeing the person. I didn't give the word until that time. And when that time was right, I delivered the word. And somebody said to me, you know, I was teaching somewhere. I said, why didn't you give the person that word? Maybe that word will have helped the person. No. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's time for everything. Now, you need to understand that. Praise God. Hallelujah. My ears are getting hot. Which means God is going to perform miracles in this place. The miraculous will begin to happen. Now, when I begin to sense that, I know what it is for. And now I know what it is for. Praise the Lord. Mm, they are burning. All right, so the voice of God. What did I say? <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
All right, there are different ways God speaks. I'm sure you know that. God speaks in different ways. In my study of scripture, and maybe this will be my last um, uh, part in just teaching the voice of God. I, I, I feel you have a lot to... You have heard a lot in this place. I don't think I need to say more than what I'm saying. And I don't also have the time. If I'm going to teach the voice of God, maybe two months I'm not finished. Though. Really. I can't exhaust it. I just keep teaching. And God keeps teaching me every day. Alright? Now, but, but there are different ways. Um, if you study scripture, you also find out that God has different ways he speaks. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Give it to me in the Amplified. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Praise the Lord. If you notice, I'm not following a particular order. I'm just talking. Praise the Lord. Alright, look at it. He says, in many separate revelations, each of which sets, I mean, set forth a portion of truth. And in different ways, God spoke of old to our fathers in and by the prophets. What is the scripture saying? He's saying to us that each of those revelations that the fathers received set a portion of truth, established a foundation of truth, which today we are applying. For example, we say that Abraham, um, you know, to an extent, if you understand, you understand that Abraham didn't live, he didn't live during the law. He lived before the law. He operated by faith. Today is the truth that we are teaching even in the New Testament. So every of those revelations set a platform for a particular truth. Now, this is, I also want you to understand that even in your own life, and in your own generation, which means in your own lineage, when you receive the word of God for your offspring, it becomes a platform of truth that they can apply. Because Abraham received the mind of God, but Isaac actually just um, also walked in the pattern of truth that was revealed to Abraham. And then Jacob likewise. And then Joseph and then the children of Israel. Do you understand what I'm saying? So every truth you receive, listen to me, it's not just for you. That's why you have to hear what God is saying and stay with the truth that God is revealing to you. Because it will apply to your children. Now, every time God speaks to us, it's beyond you. It's not just about you. Praise the Lord. Alright, and then he says God spoke to them in different ways. Hallelujah. So there are different ways God speaks. God can speak to you in different ways. So in my study, I discovered that um, there are different ways. What are these different ways? If you go to uh, John chapter 16 and verse 13, we read it yesterday, but let's go back there in the King James now. There are different ways. John chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus said, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he what? Speak. And he will show you things to come. Next verse, please. He shall glorify me. Who is speaking? Jesus. He will glorify me. The Holy Spirit is here to glorify Jesus. Not to glorify himself. Not to glorify anyone. But to glorify Jesus. For he shall receive. How does he glorify me? He will receive of mine and will show it to you. That's how he glorifies Jesus. That's how Jesus is glorified. Jesus is not glorified necessarily because um, we, we praise him alone. 
No. It is when you receive the mind of Jesus revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus is glorified. Am I communicating? Praise the Lord. Alright, so back to verse um, 13. Now, if you read verse 13, you'll find out that there are three basic things he said there. One, he says, um, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide. I like the word guide. The word guide is also part of the way that we receive the voice of God. The voice of God comes through guidance. And this guidance, yeah, I will take time to explain it. Then number two, he says, he will what? Speak to us. So the spirit guides, the spirit speaks, and the spirit does what? Shows us things to come. Now, which means every of God's leading or guidance will fall under one of these. It will either be God guiding you, or God speaking to you, or God showing you. Hallelujah. Now, let me quickly do this. Now, when you go to God guiding us, uh, we can only find one thing, one primary thing under that. And that has to do with the inward witness. That's a guide. You know, the inward witness is not a voice. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything. But you just know. There's an assurance deep inside of you. You can't explain it. Alright? You can't put words so you can't say, well, you know, uh, but, but it's also as good as, um, as thus saith the Lord. The only thing is you may not say thus saith the Lord because the Lord is not speaking through you. But you could say, well, I have a conviction. I have an assurance in my heart that I shouldn't do this. They say, how do you know? Well, I don't know. I just know. Right in deep inside of me. Praise the Lord. So it's called inward witness. Now you'll find that in Romans chapter uh, 8, verse 14 and 16. It says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So which means those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. If you are not a child of God, God will not lead you. God only leads his children. Those who are led by the Spirit of God. And that scripture is also telling us that God will lead us by his spirit praise the lord as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god praise god i said praise the lord one day somebody came to me and said to me said pastor i know you're a prophet of god i said "Uh, you said so because i had jesus said so jesus said so too when you ask him jesus they say you are the king of the jews said well you said so (laughs) so i said well you said so he said no 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 I know you are a prophet of God. I said, okay. He said, um, so he brought me two pictures. <laughs> All right. A lieutenant general. I mean, sorry. Uh, 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 no, a, 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 a lieutenant colonel in the Nigerian army. I knew him far back. So he brought me two pictures. Um, his first wife actually, you know, passed on. So he was going to remarry. So he brought two pictures. I said, man of God, which one is God saying? I said, you are reducing me to select prophet. Oh. <laughs> Only select prophets do that. So I asked him a very genuine question. I said, you mean you don't know among these two sisters, you don't know the one you want? He said, eh. <laughs> I said, you have the Holy Spirit in you. How many of you know that the Holy Spirit in your pastor is not different from the one in you? It's the same Holy Spirit. There's no two Holy Spirit. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. 
And I think that's one of the things we must understand, especially in this generation. People think, oh, pastor is very anointed, so God hears him better than me. It's not true. We are all children of God. Before I was anointed, I was a child of God. After the anointing departs, I'm still a child of God. When we get to heaven, we won't be talking, ah, Pastor Felix, ah, I can't come close to him. We know he's a pastor. There will be no separation. No special seat for pastors. Because God won't be judging you. The same way God will judge a pastor is the same way he's going to judge you who is in the mountain of, uh, some other mountain of influence. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're an entertainer, for example, if that's your area of calling, God will judge you the same way he will judge me. And you'll be surprised that some entertainers, uh, when we get to heaven, will sit in some seat and we will not be able to sit there. Not because, um, you know, on earth, we didn't, we pastored, but we didn't pastor according to the order. Oh, it's an interesting thing when you get to heaven. No? Heaven, there's no barrier. There's no, um, what do you call it? There's no, there's no room. This was not the way we sat yesterday. Huh? Okay, I got, I got that. I got that. <laughs> so why did you change it to sit this way? Who's, who, who did this? You did? You are in the spirit. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll wait till I get there. All right, so, uh, <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> Praise God. So, in heaven, really, there will be no, God will just judge us based on what we did, not based on how many people you gather. I wish it was based on how many people you gather. It's not how many people you reach, how many people you gather. It's based on what he has committed to you to do. Is your assignment. The most important thing for God, your, your assignment is more important, like Pastor said, more than your, your well-being. Okay? That's more important than your well-being. So even if you are not doing well, but you are fulfilling destiny, praise God. I read in my Bible that uh, Jacob limped after Genesis chapter 32 when he met with that angel who touched the whole of his thigh. From that day, the man started limping with walking stick and God didn't heal him and Jacob wasn't asking God for healing and yet God the man fulfilled his purpose and destiny <laughs> do you understand me praise the Lord alright so it says as many as are led by the spirit of God they are what the sons of God. If you are a son of God, if you are a child of God, you should expect to be led by God. Which means you should hear his voice. Now, but we are talking about the inward witness. Verse 16 says, um, the spirit himself, you know, King James will say the spirit itself, but there's no itself. It's not an it. It's a he. The spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are what? The children of God. Now, that's how he, he the, the first and the primary way, the most common way he speaks to everybody now i remember you know <clears throat> growing up earlier um inward witness i i traveled to minister in one of our brother's church i'll be back there tomorrow after a while uh, pastor frama 
And um, <clears throat> when we were, we were all in the same ministry in Jos, so he was to go start the branch of that ministry in Portacot. But while he was going, they actually asked if I could go with him. So he said, no, no, no. In fact, they said I should go ahead of him. So he said, no, that he will go and just start the work. So fine, he went. So while he went, two months later, I went to join him, and I stayed with him for close to three months. Just teaching. He's a, an evangelist more. He is a preacher. I'm a teacher. So I, I could teach. So I was teaching every fellowship day for those three months. Every fellowship day he was just resting. Alright? And so uh, I had my <clears throat> my sister-in-law was uh, staying in Abba from Portacot. I needed to go to Abba. I've never been to Abba before. Or well, I passed through Abba but I've never been slept in Abba before. And um, these were not the days of... Uh, you know, mobile phones or well, GSM as we call it. So I, I, I just asked the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you know that address, don't you? Guide me there. So the Holy Spirit led me through the inward witness and voice. I'll come to that. But inward witness now. So um, the first bus I boarded. I sat in front. I like sitting in front when I didn't have a car. Anytime I'm traveling, I just enjoy sitting in front. All right? So I sat there, and then um, immediately I entered the vehicle. Suddenly, the peace of God left me. I'm talking about the inward witness. He just left me. Ah, I said, there's something wrong. I prayed in tongues a while to try to gain myself. And then I noticed, well, peace didn't return. So, I got to LMA Junction, and then I just told the guy, I said, hey, guy, I want to drop here. I forgot something. You say, what did you forget? I forgot peace. <laughs> Very important. I was in line. I left peace, so I need to get it back. <laughs> it's very important to me. My journey in life is attached to it. I don't just go for ministration. I pray. I trust God. If I don't have peace about it, there's no problem. Once uh, an assembly of God in Uyo invited me, and I was planning to go for the meeting. As the meeting was coming close, I just didn't have peace about it. So I called one of our, our friends and mentor, uh, Dr. Kafi, and I said, sir, I won't be able to come for this meeting. Please, can you go for this meeting for me? And he said, okay, fine. Talk to the pastor. So I spoke to the pastor. The pastor got angry with me. He said, but we have put you, you know, you are, you are, in, you are, you are on billboard everywhere. I said, well, which one is better for you? You want me to die? Because listen to me, that meeting will still continue even when you... Do you understand? I will have plane crash. You will just say, oh, sorry, that man of God is a wonderful man. And the meeting will continue. It won't stop the meeting. Or it won't stop your ministry. It will continue the next day. So, it's good to obey God. So, I told him I can't come. And I don't know the reason why I don't have a release to come for your meeting. I actually thought I was going to be there, but I can't come for your meeting. So, the man was upset. And that finally when we saw, I sat with him and I explained to him, I said, listen to me, you need to understand that what we are doing is not all about us. I'm a man. I can agree to that invitation. But if the Lord does not want me to come, my friends, I can't force my way. It may not be that I will die, but it may be something terrible. Or it may be, even be something I may have I've lost my, you know, something may, may just happen. Alright, so I told them, um, so, so I bought that, that bus, and then on our way, uh, like I said, I got to LMA Junction, I came down. Immediately, my feet touched the floor or the ground. Suddenly, peace returned. I said, Lord, uh, is it that you don't want me to go on this journey? I didn't hear anything. 
no sound, no voice, no vision. So I stayed a while, prayed a while for about 45 minutes there, about to about an hour. So I summoned the courage and then went at this time to board another bus. Uh, at this time, I wasn't sitting where I love to sit. I like to sit in front. I was sitting behind. So we began our journey. And just um, after, uh, is it Obibo? You call it Oinibo. I don't know which one is which now. Obibo. Yes, after the bridge, just after Obibo, you enter into Abia State. Now, immediately we enter into Abia State, here was an accident. I wasn't interested in the accident. Uh, but then suddenly our driver stopped and said, Ah, it's our person. It's our person. Ah, it's our person. So eventually, uh, you know, I came out because he, he took a while. So I came out and said, Okay, let me go see in case there's somebody I could pray for. I'm not a medical person, but maybe I'm a pastor. So if I meet somebody that is seriously injured, maybe I'll go pray for the person. Uh, that's what I said to myself. So I got there and then suddenly I saw the plate number. That was the same vehicle I was in a while ago, over an hour ago. Which means, if I had not followed the inward witness, I would have died. Four people died in that accident. The driver died. Then where I was sitting, the guy who sat there died instantly. The conductor, when I dropped, the conductor said to me, I know your type. It's because you don't have the money to pay. That's why you are dropping. Because I told him I forgot something. I know what I forgot, like I said, is the peace of God. All right? And you know what happened? That guy lost this whole arm. Came off. Praise the Lord. Now that's why it's important to follow the voice of God. And like we're discovering now, the inward weakness is very powerful. Now the inward weakness can also be, like I said, a knowing. You know, First uh, John chapter 2, verse 20 and 27 tells us that we have an unction and we know all things. We know all things. We know all things. How many of you know all things? By that anointing, you know all things. That's what he's saying. By that anointing. Without the anointing, you don't know all things. But by that anointing, you know all things. Is there anything that the Holy Spirit doesn't know? So he reveals the mind of God to you by the inward witness. Praise the Lord. So the inward witness also can be called, um, you know, like I said, knowing. Or... Better word, we can also call it a conviction. You say have a conviction. It means to perceive by the spirit. This perception here is not seeing anything. You just know. It's deep-rooted, but you just know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says we should allow peace, the peace of God, that's talking about our inward weakness, to serve as our umpire. That's in Colossians chapter 3, and I believe verse 15, thereabout. If you take time to say, so let the peace of God mount guard over your heart. Praise the Lord. And your mind. Amen. Amen. So, 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 that is the inward witness. Now, but in, in the inward witness, like I said, you don't hear a voice. So, if you're expecting to hear a voice, and listen to me, I always encourage believers not to um, insist on how God should speak to them. You're going to error. A lot of people have gone, gotten into error because they're insisting on how God should speak to them. Praise the Lord. Let him just speak. The most important is God speak. Thy servant hear it. That's the most important. Praise the Lord. Then you have the second way that God speaks to us. 
uh, or the voice of God, and you will find it again, you know, in, in that same scripture we read earlier, that is in uh, John chapter 16 and verse 13, where it says that the Holy Spirit will also speak, not speak of himself, but he will speak to us. And when you now look at speaking, you'll find that I, I have like about three ways that the Holy Spirit does that. One is through the inward uh, voice. The inward voice, the still small voice, you'll find that in First uh, Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at it. First Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12, I believe. And he said, go forth. This was God speaking to Elijah. After Elijah said, I'm the only prophet left. All right. How did he know he was the only prophet left? He didn't even know that God has reserved for himself. A couple of prophets. So he said, and God said to him, go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not what? In the wind. <laughs> These are spectacular moves. So which means you can experience spectacular move and yet God is not there. Who is there? That must be a demon. You see, for people who are given to spectacular, you can miss God. Though. And this man was given to spectacular. His ministry was battered in, the spec in a spectacular way. The next thing he said is that, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not what? In the earthquake. Earthquake. But God was not in it. So who was there? Now, you know there are two spirits. Mm -hmm. There's the spirit of God. So if the Lord was not in it, there must be another spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Next verse. And after the earthquake, a fire. He was used to fire. He was the same one who called down fire from heaven. Mm -hmm. And God answered by fire. Alright? And after the fire, what happened? A still small voice. And that's where you could identify God. That's when God spoke. God didn't speak by the wind. God didn't speak by the earthquake. God didn't speak by the fire. But God spoke by the still small voice. Which means God was trying to train him and retrain him to understand his ways. That you can't stay with the spectacular. Because you will miss me. This is supernatural but it's not spectacular. Praise the Lord. That's why I say you can't insist on the way God should speak to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the inward voice, the inward voice is also very powerful. But that's the first way God speaks when he has to do with his voice. Which means hearing God speak now. Do you understand what I mean? Now the first one, God is speaking, but actually you are not hearing. You are not seeing. You just know. This second one is that you are picking, but you see, it's called still small voice, so it's not that loud. You need to be quiet for you to be able to pick it. If you are not quiet, you won't pick it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Yes, so this voice is speaking, but sometimes you think it's your mind. Have you heard people say one mind said, another mind said? The only way, you know, one thing I've discovered about, about the inward, I mean, the inward voice is that every time the inward, you receive, um, you receive God's direction through the inward voice, it sounds as though it is suggestive. It sounds like, why don't you go home now? 
So that's why you can argue it. Why must I go home now? I still have an appointment. <laughs> but every time you begin, it's, it's suggestive. So you can actually just undermine it. And just say, it's not really serious. Then later you discover the reason why you should. Oh, and that voice. So if I knew, I should have done it. Am I communicating? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, it doesn't mean that we're always right. But God will always guide you through this means. So whenever God leads you that way, just follow it. Now, and you see, one of the things about um, the voice of God, you know, at this level is that if you don't walk with it consistently, there's a tendency for you to miss it. And you know what? God will not start with the big, big things. You start with minute things. Like, go and hug that brother, for example. Or go and visit so, so, so. Why don't you go and visit so, so, so person? Ah, why must I go and visit that person? You know, oftentimes, when we, 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 we have a way of arguing with, <laughs> with the inward voice, why, why must I do it? But you just go. Just, just take that step by faith and go and visit the person. And when you are through, nothing may come out of it. You will think, you well, but okay, so why, why, did, why did I have to come visit this brother? You may not know anything. Later, you'll get to know. Am I communicating? Because I've also discovered that you understand God in retrospect. So you wouldn't know until one day the person said, thank you for coming. Do you know I was actually planning to commit suicide? Lord, thank you that I went. He may not come in the gifts of the spirit. He may, he may not. Praise the Lord. Alright, so, so that is the inward voice. Uh, and then you also have the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. The authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit, that's where now the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit will apply. Because when the voice of the Holy Spirit comes, it's very authoritative, it's commanding. Alright? You can't argue with him. You will know this is the Lord speaking. Praise the Lord. Have you ever received that before? Oh, many times I do. You just uh, are not planning to do it. But listen to me. When the authoritative voice of God comes on you, there's also an anointing that it comes with. And that anointing is resident on you. When you say, Lord, and you are doubting it lifts, then it will come back. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Uh, There was a lady, you know, who... Uh, I was ministering to and the Lord was speaking to me about her doubting if she's going to have a child. So, I was about to speak and then uh, my mind told me, look at her finger. She doesn't have a ring. So, if you're not beginning to speak about not having a child, you better be sure what you are saying. So, when I moved to doubt, the anointing lifted. Now, so I went on ministering to other people. Every time I turn to face this sister, the same word comes back again and is authoritative. Eventually, I said, See, listen to me, whatsoever will happen, will happen. After all, one of the ways God trained me is not to be afraid to make mistakes. God said to me clearly, He said, Son, if you're afraid to make mistakes, you won't take steps. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. 
And that's how to operate in the spirit. If you are afraid, ah, what if I'm not right? What if I'm wrong? Now, if you are always there, you won't take that step. Have you seen a baby you are trying to teach a, a, a child, you know, a toddler, how to walk? And that child stands up. All right? And then the child, um, it may be sometimes, you know, receives help from, you know, his parents. And then, you know, you are helping the child and the child is walking. And after a while, you leave the child and the child walks. And then it falls. Now, do you spank that child and say, why do you make that mistake? No. You are training that child to learn how to walk. Spiritually speaking, God is not angry with you when you make mistake. That's the way I develop. You know, there's nobody that is perfect in operating spiritual thing. We still learn every day. You can miss God anytime. Samuel has been in ministry. By that time, he was established to be a prophet from Dan to Bathsheba. And he was going to make, he saw he was asked by God to go to Jesus' house and anoint one of his sons. Hmm. He saw the first man say, Behold. <laughs> and God, thank God, God corrected him. He said, Who told you? Now, listen to me. The man would have anointed him. If God didn't help him. You know what would have happened? That anointing will be poured on him. And it won't be functional. Because your mistake. Will not make God now. Approve what he has. Determined. In the time he passed. No. He will still work with what he. You know he planned. But thank God God corrected him. I said who told you? I look. To the heart, not to the physique, physical physics. So the man was corrected. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. So I said, see, if I miss it, there's no trouble. And if I discover I miss it, I will apologize. That's how to learn. So I gave the word. And the lady broke down, started crying. I said, really? But there's no ring. It's not everybody that wearing. If you meet my kind of person, you wouldn't think I'm married. But there's a reason for it. Alright? Because all the rings I had, I kept uh, losing them. There's no need to buy expensive rings. So I decided not to buy anymore. At least that's not what makes you married. What makes you married is that joining, not, not this one. This one is just for external purpose. Praise the Lord. So, so the inward, inward voice. The inward voice. And then I said the authoritative voice of the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit can guide you. And mostly when the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit comes to you, it's actually for ministry work. Mostly. Which means it has to do with what God wants to do. The first two may deal with your personal work. But... This other one, you know, the authoritative voice of the Spirit of God deals with ministry, service to others. Do you understand me? Praise the Lord. And then you also have, I won't have the time to go, you know, into it in detail. The other, the other way God also speaks is by prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. It's also the speaking of the, that's the Holy Spirit speaking. It's just that he's using somebody's voice. But that's the Holy Spirit speaking. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the Holy Spirit can actually speak through prophecy. And for me, prophecy is uh, an area that God uses me a lot. 
Okay? And God, and that is not me speaking. Oftentimes people will ask me, ah, uh, man of God, you know, the other day you came to our church and this is what you said. I said, I said? No, I'm not the one speaking. If I was the one, I won't even tell you that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's the Lord speaking. Praise the Lord. That, that's the Lord. That's not me. I don't speak that way. There's a way God speaks and that's the Lord speaking. Are you understanding me? So prophecy is also the voice of God. You know, or the voice of the spirit of God. That's the voice of God. Tongues and interpretation is also the voice of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And then there are also other ways by which God can speak. But we're not going into that. Alright? Then when you go back again to John chapter 16 verse 13. It talks about he will show you things to come. Now on that showing, that's where you have dreams. Or visions. Dreams. Revelations if you like. Am I communicating? Now, all that comes under that. Which means, um, you could have a vision. Praise the Lord. Which means you are seeing. And, uh, you know, we are made to understand that there are three types of vision. You have the open vision, which is the highest of them all. Which means with your eyes open, you see. Alright? I had that vision yesterday here. I was seeing that wind here. But you see, you were not seeing me. I wasn't seeing you. At that moment, I saw that. Praise the Lord. Now, I don't need to close my eyes to see. Then you have the uh, second kind of vision. Or, you, which will I start from, okay, that, that the second lowest now. or The second, well, how do I put it? The second in that cadre. The highest is open vision. Then, you know, we are going downwards now. Then you have the trance. The trance, um, you fall into it. When the trance happens, you fall. You can't stand or you are slain. You can be on your seat, but you are gone. If people push you, you will actually fall. Are you with me? We had a meeting. Uh, a 13-year-old girl. We went for a picnic. Picnic. Wonderful. You know, picnic doesn't sound spiritual. We just went to eat, right? Just to enjoy ourselves. But in the midst of it, um, we just said, okay, finally, when we enjoyed, we had, you know, we enjoyed ourselves. We just said, let's pray. So we started praying, joined our hands together. And pam, this lady was in the spirit. A 13-year-old. He went to heaven on excursion. Jesus took, him, took her around and showed her many things, you know. In the midst of it, she fell, first of all, she fell into a trance. And when she did... People were trying to touch her. Everyone that tried to touch her because, you know, she stayed there for close to two hours. And it became dark. We needed to go home. So people were now trying to wake her up. Everyone that went, as you touch her, you know, you are, permit me, you come under the power of God. You are electrocuted, not by electricity, but by the power of God. The people are thrown off. Hefty guys went there. I said, leave her alone. There's something God is doing. So we had to stay, and we stayed <laughs> until she came. So when she finally came out of it, she now said, ah, uncle. Then she started smiling. He said, I saw Jesus. Ah, we became more interested. Oh, yeah, tell us what Jesus <laughs> said. <laughs> Hallelujah. And she told us wonderful things that you will know she can't. She doesn't even know. Because these things are in the scriptures. That's one way you can judge prophecy or judge the voice of God. If it does not agree with the spirit of the scripture, you throw it away. Praise the Lord. Alright? 
So, so <clears throat> that can happen. Then we have a spiritual vision. Spiritual vision, I will say this for me is a common vision I have. Sometimes if I just close my eyes, I have spiritual vision. I, you know, I don't used to have it this way. But I have it so much in recent time. If I just close my eyes, I begin to see. But sometimes I don't. But I have more of that vision than any other vision. I just close my eyes and palm pictures. Sometimes people see in colors. You can see in black and white. And you can see in colors. Sometimes you are not singing, but you are hearing footsteps. Are you understanding me? Um, Genesis chapter 3, and I believe it's uh, around verse 8 or so. That he says that Adam had the footsteps of God. He said he, he had the voice of God walking in the garden. Now he wasn't really singing, but he could pick it. That, that's a kind of vision. That's a vision. So they are picking the footsteps of God. Hallelujah. Now it's possible. It's possible. You can develop yourself to that point. Alright? Then you come to dreams. Dreams is also a, another kind of vision. It's just that we call it the vision of the night. You sleep to have it. And you can't have any of this. It could be open vision. No, okay. Well, it won't be open vision. Because open vision doesn't happen in dream. Because um, in dream you will sleep. Alright? Your eyes are closed. And then you see. You remember when um, the conversion of, of Paul on his way to Damascus, he had an, uh, 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 you know, an encounter with Jesus. And the Bible says when he eventually you know, uh, came up. All right? His eyes were open, but he couldn't see. So which means what he had was a spiritual vision. It wasn't an open vision. Neither was he a trance. He fell under the power. True, but that wasn't a trance. That was um, um, a spiritual vision. Praise the Lord. So, spiritual vision, it means your eyes close, you see. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Trance, listen to me, you are not even conscious of where you are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I've had trances before, many times. I remember that I was ministering in, in this, this one, you know, baffled me because when they were showing me the video, I myself, I screamed. Now, I was ministering in Quara Hotels, all right? The stage was this high. And I began to prophesy. Alright. It was a worship meeting. I was prophesying. I got to the tip. I finished prophesying. And then boo, I fell. You know. Headlong. Nothing happened to me. See. I tell people. When you fall under the real power of God. <laughs> you don't need somebody to support you. When the Holy Spirit is the one walking, nothing will go missing. Nothing will go wrong. You won't break your neck. Neither will you break your head. <laughs> but you know, because you know, in fact, sometimes because you know somebody is standing by you, there's a tendency for you to... <laughs> I had people scream. But listen to me. After that trance, I came out of it. Nothing happened. Somebody came and said, are you sure you are okay? I said, I'm very okay. I didn't even know I fell. As far as I'm concerned, I just knew I was slain. But that I fell, that from there, it was when I was watching, I said, wow, is that what happened? Praise the Lord. Now, these are spiritual experiences, and you can have it. 
Praise the Lord. There's a type of vision that sometimes you don't see, you smell. You just smell the atmosphere. Recently in church, I didn't see him, but Gabriel walked by, like walking by, and I smelled him. Never had that before. And I said it in church, I said, Gabriel just came, which means there's good news. You just smell him, you see? Because they are peculiar. Every one of them, they have their, their smell. But you see, it's not... Uh, <laughs> see, natural things can explain some spiritual things. Am I communicating? Praise the Lord. You can taste. You can feel, but not with these hands. It's a spiritual feeling. Praise the Lord. Now, I said all that just to make you understand. These are some of the ways that we can pick the voice of God. Now, but like I said, don't insist on how God should speak to you. I'll tell you my experience, and then I'll, I'll stop teaching, and then i take time and prophesy to people. I'll just do what I saw. All right? I'm taking my time because I want to get to the high point. I will soon hit the high point. Now. When I got saved, I got saved. I've not told you my testimony here. I got saved. Um, November 27, 1982. That's when I gave my life to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was still a young man. Don't worry. I'm not that old. Alright, so I gave my life to Jesus. Um, um, November 20, 27, 1982. And then December 6th, 1982. Alright? I got filled with the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Why did it take you that long? There was no much teaching like we have it now. Revelation was shallow. In fact, the person who told us, I got saved in CAC. It was, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 pa that was that came to conduct a crusade in Ilone, so I got saved. Alright? And um, I remember, you know, in that crusade, the person who was leading us, we, we said we wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what he said to us? He said we should just fast and just be asking God. So, how do we ask us? We are not told. So, we were praying, Oluwao. Eso kalewa. You know how they pray. Uh-huh. Alright, so... <laughs> So we kept praying, nothing happened. And the crusade was in the evening. So we went back in the evening. Then when the next day, the one man now told us, he said, the way he received was that, he, that we should just go home and keep fasting for another three days and then we should become naked and say, God, see me, I am naked. Feel me. <laughs> we did every kind of thing, nothing happened. <laughs> but the day we get filled, that day, they, they actually said, this day, they are, that, that, that night was going to be for those who wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ah, I became excited. And very simple thing that I had was that you receive the Holy Spirit the same way you received Jesus as Lord and Savior. That was the thing that clarified. Oh, it's as simple as that. I said, I know I received Jesus. I didn't see him, but I believed the word that was spoken and I invited him in. And the person also said, don't ask more than once. Ask once and thank, thank him. So, that's it. So, we started thanking. I just started speaking. Oh, when I started, I said I won't stop. Oh. So, even when they said... 
all right so after then uh, i you know i was exposed to books i was reading books you know see when you have a ministry if you if you have a calling towards ministry or in whatsoever area there's a way god will fire you towards that area there's this zeal that you will have now i i didn't i just noticed that listen to me anything ministry became very important to me so I began to read books in you know at the time I got born again I just told you now um, the people I read after Kenneth E Hagin, Ora Roberts, T L Osborne. Now these three people all said they saw Jesus. So I just thought if God has genuinely called me, I must see Jesus. So if I don't see Jesus, my ministry is not authentic. So I started fasting, twenty-one days fast. I locked myself in an uncompleted building. Thank God they were not using it. Took my mat there. Only me and lizards. And then in the night, I had rats also visiting. And then I was on it praying. 21 days I was going to do it. The seventh day, the Lord didn't... Jesus didn't come home. But the Lord spoke to me. He said, Joseph, the way you are going... He said, I will appear to you, but you will lose your ministry. And by the time you are here doing ministry for 15 years from now, 15 years from now, you'll be dead and gone. So I said, Lord, if that is it, I don't need you to equip me. <laughs> now, why did he say that? He said, because your faith will not be in me. Your faith will be in that manifestation. In that experience. And I don't want your faith to be in an experience. I want your faith to be in me and in my word. Now listen to me. God helps. God, God has a way of helping us. And that's how I didn't bother. So I said, Lord, don't appear again. I'm okay. So I stopped my fast. I went to eat like David. When he was told that his, <laughs> that, that boy is dead. The man said, give me my food. Let me eat. Because he was praying to try to change the order of things. Even when God had, the prophet of God told him that, hey guy, this boy will die. He said, don't worry, I'm going to pray. I know how to pray God out of it. You know, there are people who, know how, who think they can pray God out of his plan. Now, eventually, the boy died. When he died, he said, what are you people arguing about? What did happen? He said, the boy is gone. Give me my food. I like David. David is a very simple person. <laughs> so I went home and I ate. All right? Now, I wasn't planning 1980, 84 now, 84. I was just having time of fellowship with God. And the day Jesus appeared, I wasn't expecting him. Then I had a trance. In a trance, I fell. And Jesus appeared and said many things to me. I can't tell you all that. Oh, well, not for your benefit also. And part of what he said to me is that I have called you before, um, before the foundation of the earth. It's part of what he said. And then he said to me that um, uh, your mother knew about your calling. And you could ask her. So I did. And she confirmed it later. And then, you know, there the Lord Jesus told me, he said, I've called you to be a prophet. I said, Lord, I don't want to be a prophet. Why? Because you have a lot of false prophets in the Bible. Have you read them? You, don't, you hardly find only one or two times you find false teachers. You don't have false, you find false apostles maybe once. First evangelist, none. <laughs> so I said, Lord, make me an evangelist, not a prophet. I don't want a prophet. That's one. Number two, 
I said the prophets I know are the white garment prophets. I don't want to be a white garment prophet. Number three, Lord, if I am a prophet, you know I cannot speak. So I, I don't know how I'm going to be speaking to people. Because in my mind, I thought to be a prophet is just to keep prophesying. And then I you know, got to understand that that's not the way God works. Are you understanding me? Praise the Lord. So the vision for me, that vision changed my life. But it came when I wasn't asking God. That's what I wanted you to know. But there was a time I was asking, but because I thought that if my ministry was authentic, God will need to appear. Praise the Lord. Now, I've also met younger people who have also stayed on that course and I've helped them out. You don't need to insist because even the angel of, of uh, Satan can disguise as the angel of light. And I've seen people who have seen, listen to me, revelation, but it's not God. And they can give you proof of what they saw. And it's real, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Because there's a way that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak. There's a way his voice does not sound. That's why he says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them. Later he will also say they know me. Do you understand me? Praise the Lord. Alright, this is the high point for me. Um, this afternoon, I was just in my study. I don't, I don't think I've visited my study in, in recently. But today, I decided to go to my study. And uh, just sat down to glance through some, some of the things I'll be teaching. I have a meeting here. I'll be in Portacot tomorrow. So, God was speaking to me about Portacot and what will happen in Portacot. So, I became more interested in what God was saying about Portacot. Then suddenly, I saw the vision of this setting tonight. That's why I asked you earlier, sir. Who made the people... This wasn't the way we sat yesterday. But this was what I saw. Now, I want you to see how God works. Now, I understand it's my brother who... Huh? You are the one who set this, this order, right? The order we are seeing now, the way we are sitting. Because this was not the way these people were sitting yesterday. Alright? Now, I want you to see something. Now, I don't know why you chose to position the seats this way. I don't know. Did you have the, you had the revelation? Now, but you see the way God works. Now, God was showing me this service tonight... And um, as I saw this service tonight, I saw, noticed that the way they were sitting exactly is the way we are sitting right now. Number one. Number two. Yesterday, Pastor Felix sat with me. But today, I saw my brother with what you are wearing now. You were sitting with your glasses. I saw that very clearly. Are you getting what I'm saying to you? You were sitting just as you are sitting. In fact, if I should even interest you, you were sitting with your hand the same way you are sitting right now. <laughs> now, you say, what does that mean? Now, you see, God gives me, helps me sometimes to see a service so that I don't miss out on the way he wants me to minister. Are you understanding me? Now, and God says, when, so when I came in today, I saw my brother sitting here. If I, I thought maybe he was actually just, uh, maybe it was the worship that brought him there. So I was waiting. I said, Lord, I'm seeing him sit, but let's see. Because you see, if he doesn't sit here, then I believe there's something wrong. Now listen to me. God has a way of arranging everything according to his order. We may not know it. You won't even know why you are doing it. 
You just find out that everything is working according to order. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, Pastor Felix sat here yesterday, but in the vision I saw earlier, you were sitting where you are sitting with your black. So in my mind, I say, was the man planning to wear black like me, like yesterday? You changed. Okay? Because I saw him wearing black, just the same way you're wearing now. Now, there are two things God said to me that will happen. One, God says he's going to drop fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit will rest on people. I haven't seen that, but I saw that earlier. Am I communicating? Number two, every time I've seen that angel a couple of times in my meeting in recent time, and every time he comes, he tells me that he's he's here to fulfill God's promises. Now, what his assignment, um, for no better word, I won't call him, that's not his name, but I could call him the angel called promise. Now, that's not his name, that's his assignment. He's a promise keeper. He's to fulfill God's promise in the lives of people. Now, how is he going to do that? I'm going to tell you soon, and then I'll just minister according to what I saw. Hallelujah. He's going to, um, he said there are delays in the spirit. There are things that have been delayed. His job is to fast track what has been delayed in the spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm just speaking. He told me as I'm speaking, I will see him. I've not seen him. I'm not seeing him now. But I'm just talking by faith and speaking as he said. Praise the Lord. Now, he said that there are prayers that have also been held up. And then he said this to me. That I remembered when Cornelius, an angel came to him. Now, you say, what angel is that? It's this same angel. He didn't call his name to to Cornelius. He never told Cornelius, my name is so. All right? Now, and I even want you to understand this. You know, in recent times, I've done a lot of study about angels. And I've discovered that angels actually don't really have names. They have function. So every time you say Gabriel, Gabriel is not his name. Gabriel is his function. That's his ministry. That's what he represents. Do you understand? So when they come, you can understand them. You call him Michael. Michael is really not his name as far. Name, name. No. That is his function. God knows them by their function. I don't know if I'm communicating. Praise the Lord. And then he said to me, he said, there, there are prayers that are delayed, but God has sent him to bring those prayers into manifestation. That's what he said to me. Praise the Lord. And then he also says he has come to fast track things that are held up. So there are things that are held up in this assembly or maybe among the people of God. And God has sent them to release them into manifestation. Now listen to me. That's the reason why they are here. Now how are we going to minister? Very simple. Very simple. He said to me to call out the pastors. Yesterday... I just asked if you had pastors. Alright? Now, I, I didn't have that information. Alright? I didn't even know about that. I didn't have that revelation. But while I, I got that revelation today, he said the pastors you have in this church, I should use them as a point of contact. Do you understand me? And this is what I saw done. Every pastor will stand out here, which means pastor in the household. So that my pastors now don't come and join me. The pastors in this house 
will stand out. And this is what I saw. I noticed that every one of them, none of them was wearing shoe. And the Lord reminded me what happened to two people in the Old Testament, both Moses and Joshua. God said to them, where you are standing is holy ground, pull off your shoe. Now, it doesn't mean that they didn't go back to wear the shoe. It only means at that time there was a frequency in the dimension of the spirit and there was something that God was doing, praise the Lord, which means God was moving them on into something else. For Moses, that was his first time, his first encounter. He saw a bush that had fire on it. And when he was, you know, walking towards that bush to look at that sight, then he had the voice of God says, Moses, Moses, pull off your shoe for where you are standing is holy ground. What was God saying to him? God was simply saying, I have not called you to be a shepherd. I've called you to be a deliverer. That's what God was indicating, which means where a spiritual shoe. Pull off your natural shoe and wear the one that I'm giving to you. Because after then, God told him, go to Egypt and go and deliver my people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. To Joshua, he met the captain of the, of the Lord's host or the host of the Lord. And then the Bible says, he asked him, he said, are you for us or are you against us? You know, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I'm neither for you nor for your enemy. I'm on the side of the Lord. But he said to him to pull off his shoe. Why? Because also where he was standing was holy. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Praise the Lord. Now, I saw that happening. And then suddenly I noticed that um, we were ministering or I, I, I minister to the people. You will minister to the congregation. Is that clear to you? And we're going to use the handkerchief. Then as we were ministering, I saw cloven tongues resting on people. You say, what is that? That is empowerment. Now, the cloven tongues was, didn't only come on those people alone because they were speaking in tongues. No. It was God empowering them and gracing them for what they will do. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Alright, so that's what I saw done. But, um, you know, normally I like to submit my revelations to the leadership of the house. <laughs> no, leave it alone. Don't worry. I'm not through yet. Amen? Amen? Can I go on, sir? Praise God. All right, now, I, 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 you know the reason why I have not prophesied to people? I have not done that because, not, not because I don't want to prophesy, but that's not the way God is leading me to minister. I like to follow God because I get results when I follow God. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Our brother that drove us today didn't drive us yesterday. Okay, the person who drove us yesterday is a different person. But he drove us, and he was wearing what he was wearing. You know, sitting where he was sitting. I don't know the reason why they brought him here to sit. But he's sitting where he's sitting. You know, and I'm seeing some, you know, so the same things I've, I saw this afternoon. And for me, you know, every time I see this kind of things, I just, I just, I just flew with what I'm seeing. Praise the Lord. Now, so I, I, I want the pastors in this house, please, to just stand here. Hallelujah. Now, listen to what I'm going to do. I'll prophesy to them because I have a word that I saw ahead of time. All right? I'll prophesy by the Spirit of God. And then I believe there, there will be the grace of God that will come upon them. All right? Praise the Lord. I'm sure I can borrow more of this, your handkerchief today, because we have... Okay? Praise God. 
Because I will minister with the handkerchief soon. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Praise God. And then what we'll do is, when I finish, you just lay, lay it upon the people. And as many people who, who, who are open to the Spirit of God, you know, this, this angelic works will begin and things will begin to happen in your life. And you'll be amazed that what will happen, you will refer back to this meeting. Because this meeting is, is, is a refining, a defining moment. It's a defining moment for some of us. Am I coming? I say for some of us because I don't know if everybody is open to what the Holy Spirit is doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you in the name of the Lord. Thank you for the grace of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, listen to me. This is what we are going to do. Very simple. You just stand there. We just come lay hand and put this handkerchief upon you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Kalisa Kaboda. Messi isi Saida Halahishia. Waik Satindai Kumpos. Yosan Siete. Hallelujah. Thank you. No, it's not about, it's not for you. It's not for them. Thank you. Hallelujah. I just saw him now. And I'm saying to him that what he said, the Lord said, he should do among the people. As your people minister, Lord, do among them what you said. That's what I was saying to the angel. I wasn't speaking in tongues necessarily to, for you. That's, that's not a message for you. That's just, I'm just speaking to him. Praise the Lord. My brethren, now, I don't know how you want to divide yourself. Somebody should be here. Uh, all right. Well, how many here? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, we'll just share ourselves and just go. My friends, please be open to the Lord. There's something that is happening. I am telling you, I can only tell you what I, I know and what I have seen. Praise the Lord. Just be open. They'll put it on you. Amen. And as that happens, receive what it is. There's going to be a supernatural endowment. In the midst of that, I saw cloven tongues coming upon people. And God told me it's an ability that is required for the people for the next phase. For the next level. For the next phase. For the next level. Praise the Lord. Alright, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just stay in the spirit. Just pray in tongues a while. As you receive it in the name of Jesus. We receive in the name of Jesus. We receive. Just receive it. It's as simple as receiving it in the name of Jesus. My camro samble, mareteke shishi kapa, nandon kambrase palendon brangete felende, lesunamo yakapala, manekalo shabandage, legonda ba na mingidi sabalamando. Just receive in Jesus' name. Let the oil of God come upon your life. Receive it in the name of the Lord. Raye kombro yesemante regelin kompro samanda jando samba jamben jandong bambenge sine relikun tambosha. We thank you. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's of the Lord. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Kele gorenenges. Kele gorenenges. Erene megala frapatha gandogo jongolo ramaye. Akole remenie. Dembre samba. Nonge. Bale kostamai. Kale brana. The Lord is saying for me to tell you, my brother. He said there's a new opening for you. There's a new opening for you. I hear the Spirit of God saying for me to tell you in this season, your hand will be enlarged. 
your hand will be enlarged there's great influence coming upon you and i'm hearing the spirit of god saying there will be no barrier anymore the barrier is being broken even now yes am i there's a flow of spirit moving in your way hallelujah hallelujah i hear the lord saying for me to tell you the things that you are doing in the place where you are i hear the spirit of god saying for me to tell you there's a boost that is coming on it and i'm hearing the lord is saying for me to tell you that in this hour there are things that i've spoken to you and you have wondered lord when will these things be the lord is saying for me to tell you they're happening now they're happening now he said at your return you will begin to see as things will begin to pick up and i'm hearing the spirit of god saying the things that have been slow suddenly will pick up speed but I'm hearing the Spirit of God saying this is the hour and this is the season. Say of the Spirit of God. Lord, do. Hallelujah. 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 I hear the Lord saying finances. Finances are coming. I see finances coming. Say of the Spirit of God. And you will find that even in those areas, there will be no struggle anymore. Because there will be ease. Say of the Spirit of God. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I also said earlier that the miraculous is going to happen here. The miraculous is going to happen there. The miraculous is happening here. I had that earlier. There's a shift, there's a shift, there's a shift. There are clothings, new clothings, new clothings, mantles dropping in this place now. There are mantles dropping on people. You will receive yours now. Mantles that is shifting you into another place, another area, a greater place of influence. It's coming on you now, my brother. It's coming on you, sir. There's a great shift in the spirit. I hear the Lord saying for me to say to you that in this hour, you are going to, your, 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 your influence will cover distance. It will cover distance like never before. Rabo Sekaina, Rando Shama, Hela Jona, Gende Seise, Balakoba, Endegele, Ginamusa, Pandey, Bolo, Shandey, Kanley, Bandes, Kandes, 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 Hela, Ha Ha Yes, yes, you said out of our belly shall flow rivers, shall flow rivers, shall flow rivers of living waters, waters gushing out, rivers of waters gushing out, rivers of living waters gushing out. It's a new day upon this church. It's a new day upon this ministry. Happenings, happenings, happenings by the Spirit of God. The things that are delayed are being released. 
Hey, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Walking so fast. 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 Hey, Kalijo name. Ale Jongeleka. Genda Jongeleshe. Menjelenjo. Kenjelenjo. Osu Soshi. Ndabaya. It's a new day. It's a new experience. It's a new experience. It's a new experience. It's a new experience. Oh yes, the doors are opening to us. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> Glory to God. Hola hore meherile. Hala hore leni melile. Hora hala hore ni melile. Hara hola hore melile. Shelelandora. Sakimandore. Kikakandayasa. Blando brekepites. 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 Is a break of a new day. Is a break of a new day. Is a break of a new day. That's what I was saying. Is a break of a new day. Is a break of a new day. The day is dawning. The day is dawning. Your day done is here. Is a break of a new day. Is a day is dawning. That's what the Lord is saying. Rede tuchin kabas. Reteling gombros samanende. Irele kotemash. Irele kotemash. Shondo prahasa gabano. Ireleide eleido osamaida la hatosimo. Shouyeya unanja isamo. Teranangebab. Oh, the days of struggle are over. The days of struggle are over. Is the days of ease. Is the days of ease. We receive ease of the Lord. The ease of God is here. Because we are walking in His will, we will hear His voice saying to you, Walk ye in it. That's what I'm saying. No vision. Labraso. Lende bringe. Blendo brosa. Randa kala. Rande coste. Renemele. Orenenge. Sigalemba. I hear the Spirit of God saying for me to tell you, is a new day upon you. The things are working according to my will. I am setting them in motion and I am doing them even now. For I hear the Spirit of God saying for me to tell you, you will have challenge. But hear me, that even when they say the baby is not alive, do not take what they are saying. It's a challenge. But the challenge is the enemy trying to pull your faith down. I see darkness coming. But I hear the Lord saying for me to say to you, I am speaking the word so that you will know ahead of time that even when they say there's complication, remember that the complication will not last. It will only last for three hours. After that, you will see my workings. That will happen to confirm to you that I've spoken ahead of time. And when that time comes, remember my word. Tell them not now. They will say things about surgery, but not now. Say the Lord. Because everything will fuzzle out after three hours. Is that clear to you? The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. The lines are falling onto us in pleasant places. Yes, we have a goodly heritage. Thank you for guiding our steps. Guiding our steps. Yeah, to our place of rest. The place of rest. The place of rest. The place of rest. The place of ease and rest. There's ease. There's ease. There's ease. There's ease. There's ease. Blessed be God. Thank you for ease. Just enjoy the presence of God here. 
There is great grace in this place. There's great grace in this place. The spectacular, the miraculous is happening here. I tell you, you can release your faith for the supernatural in this place now. I see God shifting people. I can see a shift. Very, very. Antra se, antra ato, antra eka, antra kepa, antra krosa. Rene keli tetele machanchandos. Jujushton pompon fankis. Leriendi ongos. Mulokorede. We receive, Lord. We receive, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. We are not through. God is not through. Alright? God is not through. He's still here. Still working. Now, I'm just stopping you because I'm also looking at time. <laughs> but I, we are not through. Praise the Lord. Amen? Now, some of you are not pressing in. I see um, this angel, you know, um, running. You know, not necessarily running, but, but you know, moving so fast. It's faster than my mind can comprehend. Alright? But he will get to some people and then he will stand still for a while. And he will say to me, the people are not open. Tell them to open up. I'm just telling you what he's saying. Not everybody. There are people who have received. But some of you, maybe you are expecting something in the natural to touch you. I don't know. It's a, you see, God works in faith. works in the atmosphere of faith. And faith simply means, Lord, I don't have to feel it. I just receive it. I just receive it. I just receive it. Praise the Lord. I just receive it. You know the day David, David was anointed, there was no physical manifestation to show that he had the anointing. But the anointing rested. Because the Bible says from that day the spirit of God came upon him. You understand what I'm saying? So you will not feel it but just be open to the Lord. Hallelujah. Just, 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 just pray a while. Just pray a while. And receive it in the name of Jesus. Gelehoria. Baranan Kostambade. Grialus, Grialus, Mesutsende Epai, Maino Onjongses. You know what? He's bringing from behind and bringing forward. He's bringing from behind and bringing forward. He's bringing from behind and bringing. There's an addition. There's an addition. There's an addition. He's advancing your course. He's advancing your course. Ole Horede, Yeka Pasamana, Randa Kile Korenenge Sisitapa. Tadila ora ninge chichi kipapasa lanto bregene mai lambrosamande kelende kelende susumba mai kamba jalo kore menge frepeti endebra yes yes just receive it hallelujah 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 blessed be God blessed be God glory to God Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Pastor, I'll give you my handkerchief. Keep it. It will serve as a reminder of what I have done. Say the Spirit of God. You know, the ark, the rainbow, 
is a reminder that God will not condemn the earth by flood. And so every time you see it, that rainbow, if, you, if, you, if, if God has taken you to heaven, those who have visited heaven will tell you if they got there. That rainbow actually is a physical manifestation of a spiritual thing. When you get to the throne of God, there's a rainbow there. That rainbow is not just, it's not just what we see naturally. Alright? It's an attestation that God, which means God has vowed that as long as this rainbow exists, the rainbow can be, you know, uh, I'm trying to find what to explain that. That rainbow signifies that if the earth is destroyed by flood, it means the end of God has come. And you know, God can never come to an end. That's why sometimes we see rainbow. And people say, oh, what a beautiful rainbow. But it's an indication God said to Noah, as long as this rainbow is there, is a sign that I will not destroy the earth by flood anymore. That's why it doesn't matter how many flood we experience, the whole earth cannot be wiped by flood. Cities can be wiped. Nations may be wiped, but not the whole earth. Is a covenant God made. Now, I am giving you this uh, as a covenant that what God has done, he said you should keep it as a sign that what he has done today will manifest and spread in the lives of your people as an indication. So, I am dropping it with your pastor. You will see it. I don't know if you want to put it in a frame, keep it in your office. Every time you see it, you will remember what God has done in your life. Some of you have gained height. Some of you have gained speed. Some of you, God has enabled you to put behind, he says the things that are behind are moving forward. Which means the things you have lost in the past, God is giving opportunity to recover them. So there's an opportunity to recover. You know, you tell you talked about time. I didn't even know God is going to move that way. But the Lord is saying he's recovering time for people. He's restoring time for people. Alright? I think it's in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 that says, oh sorry, verse 25 there about or 26. That God says, I will restore to you the years that the locust have eaten. The canker worm and the caterpillar. Alright? So God is restoring it. God is restoring it. God is restoring it. Years. Years. God is restoring years. Am I communicating? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My sister, your season has come. That sister there. You were the sister that was serving us yesterday and today. Your season has come. I see the light of God break over you. And God is going to take you into significant heights. I see the Lord establishing you upon the top of a mountain. And I see all eyes looking at you. Your service is speaking before God. And I'm hearing the Spirit of God saying for me to say to you, I have come to reward you even now. It's with you. It's with you. It's with you. I hear the Lord saying, even those who thought you have not made progress, they themselves will testify. And say, when did all these things happen? 
Because I hear the Lord saying for me to tell you, the things you have trusted for and the things you have waited for, they are all coming together and they will be happening all at once. All at once. The Spirit of God will say for me to say to you, it is your time and it's your season. And I'm here, the Spirit of God will say there's going to be cause for rejoicing and great celebration in this house because of you. Because of you. Because of you. I see many people coming that are not here now, but they came because of you. And the celebration is loud. Great music. Great music. I see people dancing. I see people speaking to other people. And you are becoming a testimony, not just for yourself, but for many others. That it pays to serve. Say the Lord to you. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people in this church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lord, thank you for blessing your people. He just told me now. He said, what blessing are you talking about? That's why I laughed and I changed. Thank you for blessing your people. This blessing will be permanent in, your li- in the lives of your people. Father, I ask, oh God, that Lord, as we crisscross the rest part of this year, Lord, the things you will do will amaze us. We thank you because there's no, for you, Lord, it's nothing to do things for us. And so in this season, just like you have sent your angel here to keep the promise in the lives of your people, that every prayer that has been held up, the time for the manifestation of those prayers are now. Lord, we ask that in this season, you will fast track every aspect of our lives and move us to the next phase of our lives. We will not miss out on the best of God. We thank you, O God, and we bless your name. Great grace is upon you. Great happenings is upon you. Prepare, because you are about to be celebrated. In this city, great celebration. As a church and as a people. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless your work here. And we bless the ministry of your servant. We ask, oh God, that you will continue to glow and flourish. In the lives of your people. These people, oh God, are only an embodiment of what you are about to do. They are only seed for what you are doing. That's why the Lord said yesterday that you are going, you said you will dispatch the people. Not that you are sending them away, but that they in turn will begin to produce their likes in this city and in this place. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you. Thank you. Thank you.